0: Welcome to the Arise podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my privilege to have with me today Amanda Chen, who is a clinical supervisor in our Fulton office and part of our um, mental health clinic here at Arise. So welcome, Amanda.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) The work that we do in our mental health clinic, I can't overstate how important it is. It's Based in the community, we're in uh, Syracuse and Fulton and a whole lot of city schools, Onondaga County Schools, Oswego County Schools, and you are really on the front lines
1: delivering crucial services to people. How long have you been here with Arise? I think at least three years. I remember I've been here, like, since the COVID situation happening. Everything in our lives now is whether it's before or after COVID, right? Exactly, exactly. That's totally different, yeah. I remember, like, rice gave me a very warm transition from, like, I've never been, like, like trained for like um, telehealth but <laughs> oh <laughs> this yeah. is like very different like seeing someone in person or seeing someone on the screen but actually that helps to open a lot of accessible uh, make it more accessible for people that uh, don't have transportation but they do have Wi-Fi at home so they will be able to um, have the mm-hmm. service here right that's that's such an important point because you know,
0: before covid before the pandemic most I mean, all of our services basically were face-to-face and in-person. And then when the pandemic hit, within a couple of weeks, our mental health clinic transitioned to 100% remote and telehealth. And now we still have a telehealth license, and we can offer that. For the reasons that you say, it's, it's telehealth. many times removes barriers to service, but also if sometimes service is more appropriate in person, so that we do it that way as well. And yeah. so you were really just part of that learning yeah. curve with all of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great, like, situation. I remember um, there is, like, one client that I had before, like, um, he was, like, a, like, grown up like um, like an adult living with um, like parents okay and then having a lot of like anger issues have a lot of depression right um like have a lot of risk to himself and Mm -hmm. other people at that time so what happened is that he doesn't really trust mental health he doesn't like he was like um i'm here just to try it and talk to somebody and then i'm gonna be gone like the third session i promise you i was like okay (laughs) oh he came in knowing when he was leaving (laughs) yes yes i was like wow that's cool like three sessions um so I know, like, it's very important in our field to like build rapport with, um, be be a human being. Like, it's not like a. Oh, um, there's there definitely are like power dynamics between like I'm professional, like I'm here to help, but at right. the same time, I'm a human being too. Like, um, how can I help him to like like be more um, open-minded and have less stigma to our field? At the same right. time, getting the help that he needed, being able to practice like vulnerability all those things i was like okay three sessions let's try it (laughs) and then we we were talking about like first session he's very guarded um so like we we didn't talk about like really what's going on in his Mm -hmm. life that make him feel a lot of pain and suffering we start with we ease in basically we start with like um what do you like to do and then they were like oh i like this and that and then Wow, you know what? I like that too. And then we start talking about that. And I was like, oh, that's fun. He was like, okay, let's, let's try next one. And then after three sessions, right now he's been um, here for two years. And then wow. he, he was able to move out from the house. Um, it's very hard for a, um, a person to get like, um, the, the wait lines long for HUDs to help the person. Hmm. Um, like for housing, right. um, which is... Um, um, uh, like a like a um, government help right, um, right. for h- housing but he he like um tried for the first like uh, the whole year he did not give up he like um, which is kind of like his habit before but he did not mm-hmm. he he went through the whole process now he's having independent living so that's the first step of his um like um, Part of his bre- goals, right? Yeah, breaking away the habitual, like um, vicious cycle.
0: Right. I mean, that's a really um, interesting story, and I want to sort of unpack some of the mm-hmm. stuff in there because what I'm hearing is that um, someone has, you know, come to us with some resistance, and really the first goal for you as a therapist is to. Um, be accessible and build a rapport, Mm -hmm. which is completely consistent with what we do at Arise because it's all about inclusion and accessibility Mm. and making sure that the people that come to us for services are really in control of what's happening, that they have the power. And what I'm hearing Mm. in that particular story is that you had tremendous respect for this person coming in and worked with him and then it was his choice in terms of how long he continued to work with you. Mm-hmm. You set goals together and he moved towards some in- independence that he hadn't been able to achieve before.
1: Yeah.
0: So as a as a therapist uh, and you're doing this kind of work every day and
1: you have that kind of success,
0: how does that make you feel?
1: Oh, I feel so good. I feel really like I I always talk to my friends, like, um, okay, this might be a little bit joking. So I talk to my friends. I always, like, because we are um, we have confidentiality, so we cannot actually tell other people. Like, we are not very seen, like, heroes. But I would like to call us unsung heroes because how many lives we save? Like, That's like, literally true. <laughs> because,
0: uh, unfortunately, um, suicide is a growing issue in our community, and at our clinic in particular, we, we deal with a lot of folks who um, have those thoughts and have attempted that, and
1: um, you, are, you are literally saving lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, and being able to see the potential of life itself philosophically give me such a confidence about our human beings as a, like a whole, like, like our, being a human, being so strong, at the same time, like, experience all those sufferings and can come back again and again and again. Like, experience all those depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, but still, like, being able to try and try and try. And that's right. fascinating for me to see. Yeah, that's um, that's a really important concept as well
0: because I know that a lot of our clients that come to the clinic um, have dealt with trauma in addition to the different mental health diagnosis that might be presenting at the time, and really you're teaching those skills and resilience and persistence, but there's a core of that within the person to begin with.
1: I'm teaching and learning at the same time.
0: Absolutely.
1: A lot of my clients teach me a lot of valuable, like, lessons. I was like, wow, even though they have the baggage on them, they have all those trauma, like you say, or all those diagnosis or, like, symptoms, but they have their, like, like strength the strength they have is really like for me is really amazing to see like as a human being as a whole instead of just oh this is a diagnosis or this is what they like it's not um it's it's not very um that's a whole person it's not just right. one aspect
0: it's not a label and that's completely mm-hmm. consistent with what we do at arise in terms of um, really just t- giving folks tools and building on the strengths that they already have in a very person-centered individual way and you are you are doing that even though it's a clinic and a clinical setting it's not at all um, detached or oh. not personal it's it's very in integrated with the person I would say.
1: Meeting the clients where they at like if For example, like at first they have they're guarded. They don't know what's what is a mental health clinic and what do I do here? Like, are you gonna send me to the hospital? Are you gonna hypnotize me? (laughs) Like like all those things. We're not hypnotizing. (laughs) Uh, Or you're a magician or something. So, like, at least, like, letting them know we are human beings as well, but uh, we might be more, like, trained into, like, being able to help in the specific aspect of mental health. Right. Like, but, um, we need to help you when you let us. Right. So, please help us to help you. And the, and one of the places that we do see need and
0: want try to help people is the place where you work, which is our clinic that's in Fulton.
1: Mm. Um,
0: can you describe the Fulton community a little bit as you see it?
1: Yeah, Fulton, um we I've just um been to a conference about like um the Oswego County resources. Okay. So um we do have a lot of need on like transportation because um, in Fulton it's more tend to be like low income community. So there's a lot of resources needed to be um to be facilitating and helping Mm -hmm. um, mental health process. For example, housing, transportation, like um, employment or education, all those resources um, that needs to be um, supported for, like, it's a whole community's work. It's not just uh, one clinic, like mental health clinic. um, It's not just one person's work.
0: Of course, of course. And I could see situations where, some of your clients in Fulton, if and and this is true actually, everyone in our community, if they're facing a barrier about food or transportation mm. or childcare, that's an immediate need, and it's very difficult for them to set aside yeah. energy and time
1: to deal with their mental health. Exactly, they couldn't even come to therapy because of those things. And even if, if you don't engage, how can you like, in, like, how can you make a change? Right. And that's a lot of like that's legitimate issues. Of like, course, yeah. Like with all those like, like if I can, I have to choose from putting bread on the table or choose to like deal with my depression. Then I got to choose putting feeding my children. Like of course, that's my, that's the priority in Absolutely.
0: life. Absolutely, yeah. And and I can see you know going back to where we started about <laughs> telehealth that that. Option for people, right? Will remove some of those barriers
1: and allow them some space to take care of themselves. Yeah, and from um, therapist perspective too, like it helps to th- uh, it helps therapists to like see more clients as well. Not only just um, the clients' attendance will increase, but also like therapists will be able to like um, have more have less like um, in between time because they can just like um, click one. <laughs> open one Zoom and then like close that and open another Zoom like so it's like it's for both sides right although you're not you're not going back to back and not take care of yourself I hope well, I, I tried like biological need isn't real so right <laughs> being a human is to attend to your needs so absolutely that's
0: and you know sort of <laughs> what you were saying about the people that are choosing between putting bread on the table and taking mm-hmm. care of their mental health Can you speak a little bit about how it is a priority to take care of your mental health? Mm -hmm. Because when a person is feeling better about themselves or have resolved depression, other issues, it Mm -hmm. really does make other aspects of their life easier and you're better able to tackle problems. How does that work?
1: So, like... it's a case by case situation but usually like um, my theory is that like right now if there there is emergency of like a daily functioning situation for example there's no food in the house at all there's no housing I'm going to get evicted the next day or something like that then that will be the priority but after that like um, we will we will help um, the client to have like um, um case manager to help with the resources like they can have food stamps they can have like uh, um, housing like help from um, the resources of the county right and or other agencies like catholic charity or um like um and like um like session eight all those help right and then like at the same time like um also using like being flexible about their needs. For example, if if weekly is hard for you because you need gas money to put food on the table, then maybe we can do bi-weekly or maybe we can do like one in-person, one like um, telehealth, phone right. session, like all those things. Like, um, But at the same time, as you say, like if they have the skills to manage their symptoms, they might be actually... Put that into daily life and increase the daily functionability. Right, that's important, and
0: mm. it's it's also I think a benefit of someone coming to arise is because we do have so many services about benefits exactly. advisement and housing mm. and all sorts of things that I know many times people working in the clinic refer within arise for other services that somebody might need.
1: Yeah, like one, what was that um, in English term? One stop one-stop shop (laughs) one-stop shop yeah (laughs) yeah we do have like uh education advocacy we also have like a uh, psychologist to assess uh like autism and adhd like all those things really supportive like um so for all age of a a lot of variety of Mm -hmm. the clients so that's wonderful
0: so the, the work you do i can't express just how important it is and how um proud I am of our clinic and (laughs) and the work that you do can
1: you tell us another um, success story yeah 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 um so I have a client that um have intellectual disability those clients might be uh, like the change is hard to see right like that's the um because of the disability but actually I would I would challenge that theory because um this client has a tendency of um like if this client is upset mm-hmm. the next thi- that next thing she did is to call 911 and telling them that I'm suicidal oh,
0: that's no, not a good
1: pattern no no <laughs> no matter like uh she she lives in a group home so okay. she um it's like if she have like a argument with the staff calling 911 if she or if her food drops calling 911 like wow 911 is like go to mm-hmm. so like um, before I see her, she go to the hospital uh, taken by policemen every right. day. Sometimes two times a day or multiple times a day. Um, so she lost her privilege of phone. She lost her privilege of van privilege. That means she cannot go outside and have fun because of the safety concerns wow. and the behaviors. So after I saw her, um, we started to decrease. I Like we see a very like... Um, very obvious decrease of her calling 911 from everyday 7 days like um a week like least f- on to uh to like two times two times a week and then um i've like, I have a sense that she's really sensitive to strength-based um, approach. Right. So we were like, okay, like, that's your, um, your birthday's coming in. Like, um, she wants to, like, have a big celebration going to a specific place. So, okay, you got to earn that. So how do we do that? Like, um, one thing that I'm doing is to, like, um, have her build up her, like, uh, motivation. I want to get that to um, I want to like be able to like not call the police so right. that I can go there but at the same time on the other hand what when I'm upset what can I do right like we developed develop that individualized for her because she um, we cannot do uh, um, we wanted to make sure that the, the things that she can actually use and it's her way it's not other people's way so she actually used that and like that's really shocking to to hear, but she was able to do like three months without calling police, and was able to having all those um, like being able to distress tolerance, like when she's upset, she deal with that, and that was from a person experiencing a lot of difficulties understanding, like, um, like, like, um, like complex. Right. concept because of the disability so like arises for all this like all abilities people so that's like I think that's a wonderful like and also it's evidence-based isn't the numbers are not telling lies so right uh, now that's
0: that is an amazing story because as you say um, folks that don't work in this field many times have a different idea of what is the ability of a person with an intellectual disability when wonderful of course they what have the there? ability to do exactly therapy to engage and you took that client and you worked with her and you gave her tools that were much more effective than calling 911 and I know that is one of many success stories in your roster and <laughs> again you. I
1: just just thanks for everything you do, Amanda. I, I think that what you say really touch like is really powerful here. Like everybody has their strength, no matter how like like how they present right. m- no matter what is the label of ability or disability that they have. Like like this this person we, we need to speak their language so that to get to them. We sure do. (laughs) Thanks for all the work you do, Amanda. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support Independence.